Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So friends, I'm so excited about today's episode. Today, we're talking about super busy seasons of life and how we can bring some order to the chaos. Our guest for this episode is Emily Lay. Emily's been on the show before, but she's someone I'm endlessly inspired by, and so I'm so thrilled to have her back. Emily's the founder of Simplified, a brand of planners and organizational tools for busy women. Her newest book, Sure as the Sunrise, is 100 daily meditations on God's mercy and delight to greet each morning with hope and joy. So along with being an author and an entrepreneur, she's also a wife, a mom of three kids, a friend, a woman of faith, and so much more. She truly does it all. And in this episode, I pick her brain on how she makes it all happen. The short answer to that question, as she would be the first to tell you, is she doesn't do it alone. So here are just a few of the things that we're talking about in this episode. Emily's gonna teach us how to structure our days to make everything run more smoothly. She's gonna share with us the tools and resources that have been the most helpful for her in keeping her schedule organized. She'll tell us how she figures out what to say yes to and what to say no to. She's gonna teach us how to prioritize what's most important in your life, in your family's life, and in your business's life or your work life. And we're gonna talk about how to stay consistent in your faith when life feels really busy. Friends, if you're feeling stressed out with a busy schedule right now, or if you just wanna make your everyday life a little easier and more efficient, Emily's tried and true systems are going to be a game changer for you. But before we dive in, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Christmas shopping is right around the corner. And so I wanted to remind you that we have some amazing gifts and books available in our SMW shop. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm the type of person who likes to get Christmas shopping done as early as possible. That way I can be present with my friends and my family and enjoy as much quality time with them as possible. So with that said, here are a few of my favorite things that we have in the shop um, that also work as amazing gifts. First up is our pink girls' night travel tumblers that come in two different designs. I created them as a celebration of the true magic that happens when we gather together as girlfriends. I love these tumblers so much and they truly keep your beverages hot or cold for hours. Another thing I love is all of our girls' night sweatshirts. They are so soft. We have them in several different colors and I wear mine like an embarrassing amount, like every single day. Uh, we have a newer one that comes in this really pretty mauve color and it's just perfect for the holiday months. The last thing I wanna tell you about is our Together mug. It's a ceramic mug with our ampersand symbol, the and symbol on the front in this beautiful floral print. And it's there to remind you that you're not alone in what you're going through and you don't have to go through life alone. I can't think of a better gift to share with your best friends or your family. Friends, if you're interested in any of these things or you want to see all the other good stuff we have available in the shop, just go to stephaniemaywilsonshop.com. Again, the link is stephaniemaywilsonshop.com. Okay, with that said, let's jump into the episode. Here's my conversation with Emily. Friends, I am just truly thrilled about who we get to talk to today. I'm sitting here with my friend, Emily Lay. Emily, thanks so much for coming back on Girls' Night. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Um, we were just talking before this, and I feel like there are a thousand different things that Emily and I could talk about. One of the things is you are one of the only people that I know that has twins. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's and two of them. <laughs> there, yeah, there are two. Yeah, and so we, I mean, we haven't even talked about that. No. That uh, that's so crazy. Um, there's so many things that that uh, we have in common. And so, anyway, no. I'm really excited about this conversation. Before we dive in, can you tell our listeners who you are, yeah. what you do, and a fun fact? Of course. Okay. Well, my name is Emily Lay, and I am a wife to Brian. We've been married almost 15 years. Um, I have three kids. So I have Brady, who is 11, and I have Tyler and Caroline, who are seven years old, which is wild. I always thought that everyone was just going to be in diapers forever, but we're not there anymore. Um, I'm also the founder of a company called Simplified, and we make planners and organizational products for busy women. Um, I'm a podcast host, the host of the Simplified podcast, and I'm an author um, I do a lot of things, but it's all kind of centered around helping women simplify their lives, simplify their businesses, um, and really just make space in their lives for the stuff that really matters. I feel oh, like everyone listening. Fun fact. You needed a fun yeah. fact about me. Okay, I had to I like, do. Yeah, so I do. I, I had forget. to like really think about this. So, fun fact about me: when I was in high school, I was in color guard, and it's okay. It's, at some schools, it's it's not really cool, but at my school, it was the coolest thing. It was like what everyone wanted to do. We competed internationally and we were fifth in the world my junior year. And I, oh my that, gosh. And by color guard, I mean like not just like the flags and all that stuff, but uh, we did that for a little bit, but like rifles and swords, sabers. So like I can, I can throw a sword in the air. It can spin around five times and I can catch it. I still, I can still do it. I get it out every now and then just to show my family and they're like, here we go. <laughs> They're like, mom, we thought it was cool the first time. We thought and then, like, it. Fifth time. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is very cool. That gets Random. major cool points with <laughs> me and the girls night crew. We're just going to say it. If your family won't give them to you anymore, we're giving you all the cool points. I love that it. is amazing. <laughs> um, are there like accidents as you're practicing flipping oh. sabers in the air? Oh, I mean, I've been hit in the face so many times. I have a, actually, I have a scar right above my lip where my braces. Uh, there was a hook on my braces and I got hit in the face with a rifle and the, the um, hook came out my lip. <laughs> yes, many, many black eyes, many, yeah, it was fun. But I was a dancer that before is, that. So it was like so fun. I loved it. We practiced 40 hours a week when I was in high school. It was wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, that's like such a perfect high school story. You're like, right? <laughs> like the, you know, rifle practice, and my braces got hit. Like, yeah, yeah I, everyone knows that. <laughs> everyone can relate to that. <laughs> Okay, well, that is that's amazing. Um, yeah, that is truly amazing. Um, I think probably the thing that you said that blew my mind the most, though, was saying that your twins are seven and not seven. in diapers anymore. No, because mine are almost two oh. and still in diapers. And like, I just cannot. I I'm aware of the of the fact on some level that they won't be like this small forever, but I cannot yeah. wrap my mind around it. No, I just I cannot believe that they will get bigger. It, I think it was Gretchen Rubin who said, the days are long and the years are short. It's so true. Like I, there are parts of my life as a mom that I literally don't remember because we were just trying to keep the wheels on the bus and keep <laughs> moving forward and keep everyone, you know, with everything Five. they needed. It was just, it's a lot. It really is a lot. Take a lot of pictures because uh, you'll, you'll look back one day and be like, what? how, how do we get through that? <laughs> That I, I really do. I'm, and yes, I'm writing this down like on, on my soul right yeah, now. Right. <laughs> um, that's, that's so good. Well, okay. So that's like the perfect lead into what I want to talk to you about today. Yeah. You are 
a business owner, an author, a wife, a mom to three kids, you're a friend, you're a woman of faith, you're someone who like has to brush their teeth occasionally, you know, like shower maybe sometimes. And, And I think that my guess is that one of the top questions that women ask you is like, how do you do it all? Yeah, And that's one of the questions that I think we ask basically anyone who we can ask because I think so many of us with whatever is on our plate are feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Like there just are so many roles and so many to-dos that we are tasked with every day. Yeah. And I think that more and more, and I'm grateful for this, more and more women are starting to say, I don't do it all. Right. And also I have a lot of help. Yeah. But I don't think that we like get much of a glimpse past that. And so it's it's this question that I can't stop thinking about. And yeah. you're one of the people that I immediately thought of because I just admire the things that you do so much. I'm like, I, I want to ask every woman, actually, how are you doing this? I love that. What does this look like for you? Um, and so Emily, you're like my first guinea pig. Thanks for being here. You're so sweet. <laughs> okay, I love this conversation because I am all for a, an inspirational story. But at the end of the day, can you just tell me what you put in your kids' lunchboxes? Like, what do you actually put in them? That's what I need to know. Yes. Um, yes. And I found, I went on a girl's trip um, pre-COVID. It was a while ago with three of my really close friends here. We have a lot of kids between us. And we had this conversation one afternoon about like, what do you make for dinner on those nights when you have you know four after-school activities and you don't get home until seven? Like, what, what do you actually make? And... From that conversation, I realized how important it is for us to have these tactical conversations because it's so important and it's the stuff that fills our brains all the time when we have so many things that we love and we care about and we want to do really well. I am what I like to call a recovering perfectionist. I do not do it all. So whenever someone asks me that, I'm like, no, what you don't, what you didn't see is the argument my husband and I got into about me always being the one emptying the dishwasher and him always being the one to put the laundry away or whatever. Um, What else you didn't see is me banging my head against the wall trying to figure out what to get at the grocery store for for meals this week. And we all go through the same struggles, right? Yes. And God love him. Yes. help around the house. But (laughs) sometimes I wish it was more. Um, But like, we don't talk about that. And so we don't see, it's like, well, you know, I think we fill in the gaps because there are Mm -hmm. gaps from what we can see from people's lives. So it's like, you know, you have, you've written so many amazing books and you're so like consistent and present on social media and things like that. But that's only such a small piece of the story, but we can easily like fill in the gaps and go, well, I bet like Emily and her husband never get in arguments about the dishes. (laughs) You know, it's, (laughs) but so, so when we get to hear the back end, yeah. uh, you know, for me that like lunchboxes, you know, I'm not packing lunchboxes yet, but I do want to know how people, I want to know how important or how thorough other people are with brushing yeah. their toddler's teeth. That was yeah. the question last night. Yep. And I also want to know, I want to hear from every every family who takes care of their kids right. like, throughout the day, oh, how they've put totally. that math together. Okay, so my my life has looked different as everyone's, you know, over the years. I've been in business for 15 years. Before that, I worked in corporate America. I have a master's degree in nonprofit management. I was like, climbing that ladder. Um, When I left, I left that job after I had started my company. And I was like working in the middle of the night. I mean, I was 20, 28. How old am I? I don't even know how old I was. 25 years old. And I was staying up in the middle of the night, like working on this side hustle and then going to work, you know, during the day. And my whole reason, 
once I was able to leave financially and take this on full time, my whole reason was so I could be a stay at home mom. And it's funny, like I look back and I was like, what did I think I was going to do? Like stay at home and work during the day while the, like only while the kids nap? That's not realistic for anybody, right? Yeah. But I think that's what, that was what was in my head. Like, well, other people are doing this. And so I think I can do that too. But no, no one's actually doing that. <laughs> they're either working yeah. in the middle of the night or they're, or they're, you know, just working a tiny bit because their business is, is requiring that little of them. I don't know. Um, yeah. So when Brady was born, Brian was traveling all the time and I was getting a business, you know, I, was, I had just birthed this baby and I just birthed this company at the same exact time. And, um, I was, you know, trying to do it all. And we were also kind of trying to become debt-free as a family. We were trying to pay off a bunch of credit cards and stu- my student loans from graduate school and um, all kinds of things. And so we didn't have a lot of extra money to, to afford some of the things we can't afford now, if that makes sense. So I've been in you know, a lot of different situations with this. As soon as we could afford it, we hired someone to come in a couple of hours a week. I think her name was Kara. And I remember she came in like two or three hours a day, two or three days a week. And that was our first help we had with Brady. And she would hang out with him in the living room and he was a baby. And I would go in my office and work. So I had those hours plus nap time. And I was still able to like have extra time with him than I would if I was in a corporate position. Um, I tried Mm -hmm. to take Fridays off so that I always had my whole day on Friday with him. And then as the business grew, that kind of grew. And as he grew and his needs grew, that kind of grew. We didn't have anyone that came and like deep cleaned our house back then. Um, Just as soon as we could afford that, we added that on. We had someone come every other week. And that, so that's kind of like evolved over the years. You know, then he went to school and then we had to have more help with the twins and it was always at our house. Like someone came to our house. Um, we were lucky to have a couple of different women who came, you know, not at the same time, but like one would go back to college or one would whatever and we'd get someone mm-hmm. new. So we've, we had that kind of help. I also have to say that like there's a time, and you and I talked about this briefly before we started this, but there's a time in your life when it's your season to grind. Like it is your season to work and to stay up late and to sacrifice and to like put in the work to set yourself up so that you can have the life that you want. And you, and you make those sacrifices and you make those choices early. How many tears have I cried over who is going to watch my children while I get work done? Not just out of like stress, but out of mom guilt, because at a certain point, my husband's career had really taken off. Um, back then he was in, he was in sales. His career had really taken off. And I did have the option to be a stay-at-home mom, but I loved my work and I wanted to do it. So I chose that life. So if, you're a, if you are a young mom listening to this and you are struggling with that or just the stress of trying to figure out childcare, or maybe you can't afford anyone else to come in and you're trying to just make it work, like I get it. I've been there and it is, it is the hardest thing because you love all of it, you know, and you want to give the best of yourself to all of it. I will say now I'm almost 40 and the company is 15 years old. My kids are older. They're in school all day. Now we have this amazing woman who comes to our house a couple days a week and just helps me do life, like helps me with laundry and helps me keep the house clean. And 
it's a totally different world, obviously. Um, mm. I'm out of that season of like grinding all the time by choice. <laughs> by yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was time to settle down. But uh, yeah, we, I have a ton of help. I have a ton. Of, my, we moved home to Pensacola because my family was here and they can help when, we, when I have to travel for work or things like that. Um, we, have an, we have a babysitter on call for like date nights and um, mm-hmm. to help if, you know, randomly Brian is out of town and I have a work meeting and we need somebody to watch kiddos. Brady's also yeah. old enough to stay by himself sometimes. So yeah, I don't, I don't do it all. Also, I'm a big believer in raising your kids to be adults and like as soon mm-hmm. as humanly possible, making them independent so that they can pack their lunches and they can, you know, help empty the dishwasher and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that is, I'm just, I'm just soaking it all in. This is, okay, this is a total departure and then I'll actually get to the, the yeah. questions I have for you. This summer, you did something like grown-up camp. Oh yeah, kid training something. Tell me about it because I like I'm I'm giggling with how much I love this. Okay, yeah, tell me what it is, how it went. (laughs) My mom and dad. My my dad has always said to me, Emily, you are raising adults. You're not raising them to be children. You are raising adults, and so when it's possible, make sure they know adult skills. You know, when, it, when they're age appropriate enough to learn a certain thing, make sure they know it and they're able to master it. It was pre-COVID one summer, um, the twins were four. This was three years ago. The twins were four and Brady was eight. And I was trying to work. So summers are hairy. We don't have any childcare during the summers. Um, they go to different like day camps and things like that. And then sometimes they're just here while I'm trying to work. (laughs) And it's wild. Um, And it was one of those days and I was like, okay, I just need you guys to like know how to do some things so that they can leave my plate. Those responsibilities can not be on me. Um, And we were having like issues with like, why can you not just brush your teeth? thoroughly or like your hair's dirty and you say you washed it. There's no way. So we <laughs> started this how to be a person camp and it's it was started as a joke. It was like once, you know, we'll pick one activity a day or even a week and we'll like dive in. So one of them was how to brush your teeth. And yes, I had taught them how to brush their teeth, but they weren't doing a very good job. So says my dentist. <laughs> And so we watched a video on YouTube um, that was made by Sonicare. And then we got their toothbrushes and we did it together. And then I checked it and I said, hey, do it like this. And I showed them and then we practiced flossing. And we just spent like a good amount of time like really learning how to do those things. And it was awesome. And they were so into it. They were so into it. And so this last summer... Um, I made like a big chart of all the things I wanted them to learn. Uh, Maybe not all in one summer, but over time. And it was things like how to order your own food at a restaurant, how to fold a t-shirt, how to make a sandwich. And we just, we would pick a couple a day or a couple a week and just dive into it. And once they kind of had it down pat, we would cross it off. And they, I mean, we ended up traveling a little bit after I did that and, and when we came back, my daughter was like, oh, when are we going to do how to be a person camp? Like, we, we got to get back to how to be a person camp. She's all about it. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> if you go look on my Instagram, there's a reel and it's a chart and you'll see it and it has all the, all the stuff we did. It's, I mean, we're, we're so far away from that, but then we're also not because yeah. the girls are 
really interested in knowing how to do like day-to-day things. Like yeah. they'll, if you hand one of them, like they'll find trash oh. and take it over the trash can and they want to throw it away. And sometimes uh-huh. they get distracted by what else is in the trash can For and sure. like want to start pulling things out. But like <laughs> they, I mean, if something spills, they'll go spill, spill, spill. And they'll like want a towel yeah. um, and they'll clean it up. And they, and they, at first they would just like miss it entirely, but now they actually are like getting it. And it just yeah. is, it's amazing. But I also really do wish that I had done that growing up because there are some things that I'm like, <laughs> I missed too. I missed that. Me too. Yeah, like I, I wish I would have learned that. I didn't know how to scramble an egg until I was like 25. <laughs> yeah, my I kids, mean, same. My kids now, whenever we make ground beef, Caroline comes in and she's like, this is my job. She knows how to make ground beef in the pan. And Brady can make eggs for everybody on a Saturday morning. Uh, now, he, he doesn't unless I ask him to, but but they know, but still, they know those, those basic human skills. You know, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That is so fun. <laughs> um, well, okay. So tell me, I, you know, as we're talking about just all the things that have to get done in a life, yeah. Um, I would love to know, like, more about your schedule and yeah. the things that you have learned over the years about putting. You have twenty four hours in a day, seven yeah. days in a week. How you allocate those to be able to. Like what, you know, maybe what you choose to include, what you've chosen not to include. Yeah. Just anything that anything that's helpful in keeping the wheels on the bus, as you said, <laughs> with, this is, with calendars. This is so important to talk about. Um, and I, I think it's also important to kind of underscore what I said earlier about there's a season to grind. There's, this is just something I keep repeating in my head. There's a season to grind and I am not in it anymore. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and there, and, and all that to say like, there's, there are seasons of the year where I have to really put in the work and I have to, you know, yeah. I can't go work out during the day. I can't, whatever. I have to just say no to other things so I can say yes to the thing that needs my my attention at the moment, like launches or book releases. Those are busy times. Yeah. But on, yeah. on the regular, like on the day-to-day, I try to push against this natural inclination that I have to always have a very full plate. There is a book is by a pastor named Jacob Armstrong. And he's a friend of our priest. So we are new Episcopalians. And cool. our, our priest just, he's a really dear friend of ours. And he sent me this book and was like, you have to read this. This is about a lot of what you talk about, but I think it's also about a lot of what you're living right now. It's called Breaking Open. And it's about the difference between breaking open and breaking down. And one of the things he talks about is pace versus space and how when you go at a pace that is too quick, too fast, too hard, too full for too long, you leave no space for God. You leave no space for noticing magic moments, for living life. It's a, it is a, especially the first half of the book, and he's a, I listened to it on Audible and he's a phenomenal reader. It is incredible. And I kind of am taking what I learned from that book and trying to organize my schedule literally this week as we talk about this in a different <laughs> way. I have a tendency to always have a very full plate, thrive on being busy, love adrenaline, like love feeling needed. And, and you know, Brian says that I'll, I'll clear my plate and get a bunch of white space in my days. And then I'll just very slowly start adding things back on uh, or inventing new projects because that's just, I'm a builder, I'm a maker. So my days now, um, 
I'm trying to get back to what I was doing. And what that looks like is my kids are in school from 8 to 2.30 or well, 8 to 2.30 or 3, depending on the day. And they all go to the same school. Um, my husband takes the kids to school. He's also an entrepreneur now. So he's a, he works in private equity. Um, but he takes the kids to school and I pick up. And then I kind of do the afternoon shuffle with all the sports and stuff. So when he takes the kids to school, I will go and work out. And I try to work out four days a week. I'm currently at two days a week because work's a little wild. But I work out with a personal trainer twice a week and do strength training, which has done light years, amazingly wonderful things for my mental health. I've not lost a pound Mm. doing that, but it's really (laughs) good. Strength training is really good for your mental health. Mm. I'm an anxious person, if you haven't guessed. So uh, I do that. (laughs) try to do that four days a week. And then I try to keep like one or two of my days I keep for meetings. I try not to have meetings or podcast interviews for my my podcast or for others. Like I try not to have them scattered throughout the week. I try to keep them all on um, Mondays or Tuesdays. And then Fridays, I try to keep open for a hair appointment or volunteering at my kid's school or some work I need to catch up on quietly, like not with a lot of stuff going on. Wednesdays and Thursdays are more like computer work, writing, creating content or um, editing a book or helping simplified with some sort of thing. And then around two o'clock, I will try to start packing it up in the office and letting my brain transition from work to family. Um, And then I will go and pick up my kids at school. And then most days of the week, we have a lot of sports. If, when you have three kids and you let them each choose a sport, it turns out to be a lot of sports. Um, and like my oldest is playing tackle football, which I swore I'd never let him do, but he's so into it. It's four days oh. a week. So afternoons are wild. Uh, we're all over the place. And then we will 99.9% of the time have dinner as a family I don't like to cook, but I do because these people have to eat. <laughs> and uh, I c- we probably go out to eat twice a week. We'll do leftovers once a week. And then we'll do something. We'll do easy stuff. I just do easy things. I don't, I don't have time to do anything fancy. Um, that is I, truly, we are like, we are the same person. Yeah. I, I'm like, yes, yes, yes to that. Ain't nobody um, got time to do all. I mean, I love my mom and dad and my brother. Like they got all the chef DNA. They are all three amazing cooks. And I am like, can you just eat a hot dog? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. My husband is gr- is a great cook. Like yes. intuitive, can put all kinds of things together. And yeah, I'm oh, like, Brian what I is the fastest way? Yeah. Oh man. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, Slow cooker, instant pot. I love my air fryer. I use it all the time. We just do we just do easy things. And I love Green Chef. I love Home Chef. I love those kinds of things too. We'll do that probably two nights a week. Um, yeah. But that's it. And then the kids, they go, you know, we'll hang out and the kids go to bed around 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, I'm an early riser and a late, like I don't like to um, stay up late. My husband does. So... I will go and like read a book or watch a show. And I'm usually in bed by nine o'clock and I wake up around six in the morning yeah. or earlier because my dog likes to go outside. And that's it. It's, it's, it's so different than what it was when my kids were little or they were in different stages. Like now they're all three at the same school all day long and life yeah. is just completely different. So I also used to have this terrible talent of wanting to see how much I could fit into my day. 
like it earned me some kind of merit badge if I could record eight podcast episodes or something in a day. And it's, it's just terrible for your blood pressure. <laughs> it's terrible for life. So I just, I'm just trying to like incorporate more space in a slower pace um, these days yeah. because it, when you are someone who creates, you know, like you and me, you have to leave space to be filled up. Um, otherwise you'll hit a wall. And I've yeah. done it multiple times so I can attest that that is true. <laughs> It does happen. I found the wall. I found the wall. Yes, yeah. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there, and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. 
But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Hey friends, if you've been considering going to therapy but wondering where to find a good counselor or how to afford it, there's a resource I wanted to share with you. It's one of our amazing Girls Night podcast sponsors, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a website where you can get matched up with a Christian counselor for professional online therapy sessions. This truly is the easiest and most affordable way to find a faith-based counselor. Now, you may have heard me talk about Faithful Counseling before, but in case you haven't, I wanted to tell you the four quick reasons why I love them so much. The first is that it's easy to get started. All you have to do is go to their website and fill out a form about yourself, what you're going through, what you're looking for in a counselor, and within 24 hours, Faithful Counseling will connect you with a licensed, vetted, faith-based professional counselor. Second reason I love it is that it's easy to schedule. Once you're connected to a therapist, you can start communicating with them in less than 24 hours. You can also log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses back. You can also schedule weekly video or phone sessions and the best part is you can do it all virtually. No commute, no awkward waiting room time, less time away from work. You can even do your sessions in your PJs, which I love. The third reason I love them is that it's easy to find the right counselor for you. In order for counseling to be truly beneficial, you need to find a counselor you really connect with. And often we don't find the right person on our first try. So then we're stuck going through the whole process of breaking up with our counselor, which can be awkward, and then starting from scratch to find a new one. But with Faithful Counseling, if you don't love your counselor, or if you find that you're looking for something different, you can switch by clicking a button. It's easy and it's free. They really make it easy to find the best fit possible. And then the last reason I love them is that it's easier to fit in your budget. While I love traditional in-person counseling, it can cost more than $100 per session, which just makes it a total no-go for so many of us, especially in a time when the economy is all over the place. But Faithful Counseling is significantly less expensive and they have financial aid available. And if you sign up through the special link that they gave me, you can get 10% off your first month. If therapy is something you've been considering or something you think might be helpful for you right now, head on over to stephaniemaywilson.com slash counseling. And that link will also give you 10% off your first month. Again, that's stephaniemaywilson.com slash counseling for all the info, and you can get 10% off your first month of counseling there too. You know, as we are... Because, you know, we, there is such a, a finite amount of time in a day. Yeah. What, like, what have you learned or what can you, like, pass on to us about figuring out what goes in your day and then yeah. also, like, what doesn't? So, I find myself saying yes a lot because I just love to work. I love my job a lot. And so, I say yes to all, all the things. Um, 
I found over the years that I have to be very selective. I have to constantly be checking with my um, kind of core principles about why we do this work, you know, why, why I do this anyways, and making sure that I have my eyes on the long, the long game and not just the short game so that I don't overload my plate too much. It's, you know, it's like they say, when you say yes to one thing, you're, you're saying no to something else, whatever that is. So um, I think that doing really tactical things like time blocking or even day blocking, I mean, there, there are seasons where I'll say, hey, Team Simplified, I'm out for three weeks because I have to edit a book or have to write a book or whatever. And I'll also block out certain days of the week. Like, these are my meetings days. This is, I even text you right before this and I was like, do I have to put makeup on? Is this a makeup day? Mm-hmm. Because I will literally <laughs> organize my to-do list for my day based on whether or not I have to have makeup on. <laughs> hundred percent. A hundred percent. So um, I find that to be really helpful. And I, I also have found that I, I just have to get comfortable with the fact that every day at the end of the day, my work may not be buttoned up and tied in a bow. I, there may be things left for tomorrow. I might just be constantly behind on a certain thing. And that's where the grace comes in that you just, you just have to give yourself grace and not try to do a hundred things all at one time. Cause it's not, when you do that, you're not giving yourself fully to anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, talk to me about like the way that you put, like, talk to me about your home because yeah. I know that you are a, like such a, like, I mean, you're such an organizer. You're such a like uh, clean it out kind of like person. Yeah. And I know that you've really intentionally thought about the way that you put your your physical space together yeah. in order to facilitate the kind of life that you yeah. want to live. So what are some of the things that you guys have done? Yeah. Like spatially. So we built this house. Um, it was a custom build and we built it four years ago. And there was a lot of thought that went into that. Like, what are the spaces we're going to use the most? Um, one of the tactical things we did, my kids have always had shoe boxes. Um, they're almost too big for them now. And it kind of makes me sad. Their feet are getting bigger. <laughs> um, but we have, each kid has a shoe box and it's just a wicker basket in our little mud room. Well, it's a hallway, mud rack area. And that is where they keep their shoes, their day-to-day shoes, like the tennis mm-hmm. shoes they wear to school. And then their socks go in there. Um, and so they're just all like tossed in there. They're all tossed in there. They're not, they're not yeah. organized. Now, my daughter, yeah. Caroline, is the apple did not fall far from the tree. And yesterday, actually, she pulled out her shoe basket and she organized it by color. And she was like, mom, this just makes me so happy to look at. And I was like, oh man, (laughs) me. (laughs) She's awesome. Um, And then we have three hooks. I totally get that. (laughs) Yes, totally. We have three hooks right there for their backpacks and jackets. Um, And we built in like a laundry chute so that they didn't have to bring laundry down the stairs. We have a shelf in our pantry that their lunch boxes go on. And so like mm. once they get home from school, they know like, hey, this stuff that would otherwise turn into clutter goes right there. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think what else we've done. I just, I try to declutter often and I try to really care a whole lot about the areas we live in, which for us is the main floor. And I try to just shut the door on the stuff that is theirs. Like their, their bedrooms and the, the playroom upstairs, they're not like the other sizes of our house. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, they're kids, right? Uh-huh. So, um, 
Yeah, I, and I do. I think it's I think it, it's an important thing to think through. Like, what are the pain points in your day? You know, I remember years ago, it was a pain point in our day that the kids would come downstairs and not have their shoes on. Then they would run back upstairs to get their shoes. And then they were late for preschool or whatever. And so we just made a shoe basket. And back in that house, they yeah. shared one because they were little and the house was smaller. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just a small thing that, that helps. Yeah. I think I think I've this is something I've learned from you, but just like having a having a spot for everything, yeah. And that if you notice like lunch boxes are getting dumped on the kitchen counter or like right. your work bag or whatever when you get home, yeah. Where does that live? And making a space for it because when there's not a space for it, then it is going to clutter up. Like it's yeah. going to take up room that's not designated for it. Totally, um, it just like brings some peace to be like this is where this lives. Yeah, and you know another trick I learned. Um, I will, at the end of the day, I find myself doing this most days, I'll take a laundry basket and walk around that main floor of our house and pick up anything that's out of place. Um, And then I will just take the basket and sometimes I will put the basket in a corner until another day when I feel like I'm doing it. Or most times I'll dump it on the floor, sort it by room, call the kids in to get their stuff and then take the rest and put it away. And it makes it, it's just so much, it's such a time saver versus walking, you know, space by space, picking up one thing, taking it to the other room, coming back. That way, everything just gets put back where it's supposed to be and it happens a lot quicker. So I try to do that every day so that in the morning I wake up and everything's kind of fresh start. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I like that a lot. This is like sort of in the same vein um, and you can totally plug Simplified here. In fact, (laughs) please do. Um, What are some of the like tools you use to keep organized. Like, yeah. like if I lose this or if I don't have this, then the wheels fall off. The wheels fall off. So a couple of years ago, I started using two planners, which I always said was like not simplified and I would never do it. And it, I really couldn't wrap my brain around it. But I was mocking up planners for a photo shoot and I let myself just have free reign with a weekly one day and was like, just see what you can make it, you know? Um, yeah. And I mocked it up into a meal planner and... I told you meal planning is not my favorite thing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But now I keep a weekly planner in my kitchen open with the weekly meals on it. And on one side of the, so the weekly shows like the whole week and each day has two little columns. And on one side of the column, it's what's for dinner. On the other side is the grocery list. So when I fill that out on Sundays, have the meal plan and the grocery list like already ready right there. And that has been a total game changer. Then with my mm. daily planner, I will just keep my schedule and whatnot for the week. Another thing that's been really helpful is keeping a trash bag in the car. I bought this trash bag. I think it's from Target, but it's a trash bag that has a Kleenex box holder underneath it and it attaches okay. to your headrest. And so I keep that behind the driver's seat in my car and it keeps my car so much more clean. Just that my kids have like a place for all the little papers. I think that's really helpful. Gosh, what's another thing? Um, I'm not a big fan of micro-organizing. So like you see a lot of those pantries that have beautiful clear containers and there's like, they're in rainbow order and there's 900 of them. That doesn't mm-hmm. work for us like at all. Uh, we tried yeah. it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> nobody in my house puts things back where they're supposed to. So we do a lot of baskets uh, in our pantry and then in our house, just like Legos, for instance. Tyler's really into Legos. We don't organize them. Like it's just a basket and they all go in the end. 
Yeah. So we do a yeah. lot of macro organizing, if you will. And then um, yeah. with drawers and things like that, we'll do the little clear, you know, the little clear bins. Um, mm-hmm. So those are helpful. But yeah, not a, not a ton of macro or micro organizing. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's something that's been working for us too. And actually it's like the girls are pretty good at putting stuff. Yeah. Like they're really small and they can put stuff in baskets mm-hmm. and the baskets aren't like, I mean, sometimes we'll go through and, you know, be like, these are all the stuffed animals. These are all yeah. whatever. But like, I don't really care what's in each thing. Yeah. As long as there's just enough space to hold it all. Yeah, totally. Um, and it makes it easier for them to to participate. And, and it, it really does make cleanup yeah. just so much easier because you're like, just dump it all in the bin. Totally. And I just thought of something else. We use an app at work called Asana and it's a project management app. Asana is amazing. It is so great. I actually have a whole list of tools that I use to organize like life and business over on my website. We just created a new website that's just Emily stuff. And it's like books and all that. It's emilylaybooks.com. But there's a bunch of tools that we use um, over there. And Asana is my number one, like ride or die. I don't know what I'd do without it. Okay, that is really great because we don't have something like that for my team. And I've been like... Like I think we have a couple of things that we've sort of tried, but not yeah. really. And uh, you have that to is... look at it. It's my whole team okay. uses it. We keep a content calendar there. It's like a big master calendar, and then every little project, every book, every um, launch, every whatever has its own project. And there's like color coding and messaging. It's great. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just writing down Asana, giant circle around yeah. it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um. What have you, this is sort of, I mean, really time and space, I guess, related, but like, because work is such a big part of your life and because you're a mom and because you're a wife and because you have these like really big, I guess, like rocks in the river, sort Mm -hmm. of, um, like, I feel like you have more like big boulders, less like a bunch of little stones. Yeah. What have you... Like what doesn't, what have you had to say no to in order to make space for these things? Oh, that's a good question. Um, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there have been some big opportunities that I've had to say no to. Um, had someone locally ask me if I wanted to open a retail store and he is the kind of person that would like really support something like that and help get it off the ground. There's just no, there's no bandwidth for that. Uh, back in 2017, we completely closed our wholesale program. Um, we lost 40% of our revenue. But the next year, like knowing that was intentional, we cut that um, because it was just so time consuming. Um, we decided to focus on our customers, like our actual real life women we were serving. And we doubled our revenue the following year. So saying no, some things make space to say a big yes to others. And in that mm-hmm. instance, it was a lot more profitable. Gosh, what other things have I said? I don't, I don't ever go out to lunch with friends. Like I, I hate it during the work week. I actually told a friend this week, like she asked me to go lunch with her. And I was like, I can't, I have 900 meetings. Um, but I do, we do do a lot of like nights out with friends, with couple friends, or like um, we'll go to coffee or things like that. But I, in this season, I just can't. I have so much on my plate during the workday and I'm trying to literally work between the hours of like nine and two. It's a shortened workday. And so I have to I have to get my work done during those hours because I don't want to work at night anymore. I don't want to work when my kids are home. Um, it's not always the case, but you know, it, 
it, in this season, it's just had to be that way. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, tell me, I know that your faith is a really big part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, sp- like faith takes space. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. And and really, like I'm, you know, I'm thinking about your new devotional, which I'm holding for people who are looking at you <laughs> or watching on YouTube. Uh, I feel like Vanna White. I love um, it. Like, how do you make space for for time with God? What yeah. does that look like for you? That's a good question. I've always struggled with not really having a church home. Um, when I was little, my family was faithful and they taught me my faith, but we didn't go to church every Sunday or anything like that. I don't have like memories of youth group and, you know, camps and things like that. And then we moved to Tampa. We kind of had a church we went to and we liked it, but we weren't really involved. When we moved home. We were like, we are going to find a church and get involved. And we joined a church here and we tried to get involved, but it just didn't feel like the right fit for a number of different reasons. Uh, we had great friends there, a couple, a couple of great friends there, but for the most part, we didn't know a lot of people. And we just kept feeling this pull to this other church that's affiliated with my kids' school. Um, it's Episcopal, which we were at a Methodist church. Um, and we finally made the decision to change churches. And we did that because theologically we aligned better there. And also our um, all of our like closest friends were there. And it was like immediate community. I mean, we had a community with them because they were friends. We we're all like all in a book club together and whatnot. But yeah. it became a different kind of community too. And they introduced us to other people and their kids and our kids are, Brady's an acolyte now. And um, it's just been like, I just went on the women's retreat last weekend. So making the decision that like, we are going to get involved. We're going to say yes to these things because they matter. And we want our kids to grow up with it. Um, It just changed the game, you know? And we just said yes. And we, and was it uncomfortable to leave a church? Yeah. I mean, our kids were baptized there. It was, that was a lot. But um, it's such a great fit. I'm so glad we did it. And it's really allowed us to make it a priority because it is so much fun. It's so important. So it's finding a church home is really hard, but it helps you make space for it. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's such a good answer. And I think it just like, that feels like a free pass to try something new. Yeah. You know, to like, if you're really trying to, to jam something together, like there's a chance that you may be trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. For sure. And, And if you like, we're allowed to, Try a couple different things yeah, and see you're if there's something that fits mind, a little better. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a good a good transition. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to hear, before we wrap up, tell us about your devotional. Tell us yeah. what it's about, how it came to be, um, what we can expect from it. So when my publisher asked if I would like to make a devotional, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to think about this because... First of all, a devotional falls right in line with the way I spend my mornings, right? Like I am a planner person. I sit down with my coffee and my planner and I look it over, get ready for the day. Um, I love to have a few minutes in the morning before everybody else wakes up. But like I said, I was not raised in the church. So I don't speak the same church language that a lot of other authors in that genre speak. 
And I always found it to be a weakness of mine that I, that I could not write that way. That the way yeah. that I wrote about my faith was just passionate and nor like not, not normal. It was, um, it was passionate and it was every day. It was just uh-huh. everyday feelings about God and faith and, and the way that Jesus shows up in my life in little and big ways. Um, the, the small moments he meets us in that are just very normal and average, right? Like very everyday. And my publisher was like, no, this is why we want you to write this devotional because people want to read that way, right? Like, and that just connects with people in such a beautiful way. And I was like, okay, I'll try. Um, And what I actually found when I wrote the devotional was I had so much fun with it. And I had so many stories to tell about the way that God shows up in our lives, that the way he's shown up in mine, that I wrote too many, (laughs) I wrote too many devotions. And it's actually, we haven't shared this publicly yet, but there's actually going to be a second one. Uh, because there were so many. So that's what oh I'm working gosh, on right guys. now. Heard it, heard it here first. Heard it here first. Yeah. News. <laughs> um, so the, the devotional that is coming out uh, in November is called Sure as the Sunrise. And the title came to me during the pandemic when everything was terrifying and changing quickly. And I was trying to work and do virtual school and keep you know everybody safe and healthy and not get my parents sick and just so much. I'm sure everyone can relate to that. Just so much was changing so quickly. And I was like trying to find solid ground. Like what is happening? Every day I would walk out of my bedroom and I would look out. We live on Pensacola Bay and I would look out to the bay and I would see the sunrise. And I would think, okay, God brought the sun up again, just like he did on the very first day with the same enthusiasm. And he's going to keep doing it over and over. The sun is going to keep coming up. He did not forget about you, Emily. And I just, it like makes me want to tear up because I can just remember thinking like, God, where are you? Did you forget about us? Like, what is going on? And seeing the sunrise over and over and over again, I just kept thinking like, he hasn't forgotten about us. And so I wrote, sure as the sunrise, this is the title. Um, I wrote it so that women who are going through big things, small things, whatever it is, however their days are filled, that they can fill themselves with a little bit of truth to stand firm on in the morning. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful book. I'm so proud of it. It's 100 morning meditations on God's mercy and delight. Every week has five devotions. Um, They have a verse affiliated with the, the story. And then they have a call to action at the end, like a little piece for you to think through. And then at the end of every week, there's a reflection like a guided journaling um, section. And it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm trying not to care over here. That's so, I, that's so beautiful. And so um, I just feel like that's which is what we need most of the time is like, hey, yeah. I didn't forget about you. But you know, and it. especially with all, like navigating so much and the world felt so scary and and yeah, like, did you forget about us? And and, and there's no, been times I, I know in your life and definitely in mine where I have thought the same thing. Like, God, why can everyone else have a baby and I can't? Did you forget about mm-hmm. me? You yeah. and I. I remember feel, thinking those same things going through infertility before my first, and then before the second and third. And like, God, why did you forget about me? Um, yeah. And there are just there's truths 
in the Bible, there's truths that God gives us to remind us that like, I'm working something here. And Mm -hmm. these are the truths that you can stand on because everything else might change, but these things are not going to change. I want to tell you the fact that you, so I was in church really early in my faith. um, And the pastor was just this really amazing guy who was just a really amazing speaker. And um, he was talking about how he became a pastor and his whole family had been, you know, his dad was a pastor, his grandpa was a pastor. And so he was like, I'm not working in the church. Right. I'm not going to <laughs> not be a pastor. <laughs> and he talked, he was talking about how he felt like God was like tapping him on the shoulder and being like, hey, hey, hey. And he's like, yeah. no, no, no. And then finally he's like, God, what? And he he knew that this is what God had for him. And he said, but I made a deal with God. And he's like, I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but I decided I was going to. And I he said, I tried I, a few times. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I hope you're allowed to because I've, yeah, I've definitely attempted it. Um, But he's like, I'll, I'll do this as long as I can talk to real people about you in real ways. Yeah. Like, I don't want to speak churchy language. I just want to talk about you in real ways. Just talk about you to real people in real ways. Yeah. And I, and he, that's what he, he has done. And I remember sitting there going, same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I wasn't raised in the church either. I don't speak churchy language and I don't yeah. find that to be super inviting. Right. You know, when you walk into a space and everyone's speaking a language you don't understand. Right. So I just, that resonates so deeply with me. And I'm just really grateful. The, the yeah. fact that you speak the way that you do, that you talk about God the way that you do yeah. is really important. And I'm glad that they told thank you that. You. And I'm glad that you listened. So <laughs> thank you for this book. It's been really fun. <laughs> it's been an exercise in like paying attention and just mm-hmm. looking around at like, man, if we make the space for it, and if we pause long enough to see it, there's so much magic happening, even when things are so hard, right? Yeah. And so that's, it's, I've learned a lot from writing that book. I love it. I love it. Okay, Emily, here's my last question. And this one is uh, selfish, Um, but it's my show. So (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Tell me, what is something that you wish you could tell yourself like five years ago, um, age-wise? And then also, you know, when you had twins who were about two, what is just something you wish you could go back and tell yourself? Oh, man. When I think about that time in my life, so the twins were two, Brady was six. That that was the busy years. I mean, five years ago was what, 2017? Oh man, there was so much going on. I mean, the business was at that point doubling year over year. I mean, it was wild. It was growing so fast. Um, And I was trying so hard to keep up with it. And the, the kids were going in 900 directions. We were living in Tampa. There was just... I can sum up that time period by saying there was a lot going on. And if I could go back and tell myself anything, I would tell myself to loosen your grip a little bit. Like, yes, this stuff is happening with the business, but you having a super tight grip on it is not what's making it happen. You know, and it's not all going to fall apart if you like take a nap. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I truly believed it probably would back then. Um, Uh And the, the kids like... They can, they can have a hot dog for dinner. Just cut it up really small. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the living room can be messy. That's fine too. It's not a reflection on you as a mother or a woman if your living room is messy. I was just, 
I was still so wrapped up in trying to do it all perfectly. Um, not, yeah. not that I'm not still trying to do that, but I was really trying hard back then because there was just so much yeah. going on. There's less going on now. There was so much yeah. going on. Um, and so I would just tell, I would tell, you know, 34-year-old Emily, like, loosen up a little bit. Have some fun. Like, these are the days. You're going to be 39 and a half years old one day and you're going to look back and be like, I don't remember a lot of that because I was just moving at lightning speed all the time. Mm. Yeah. So just slow down a little bit, take a nap and everything's not going to fall apart. Taking a nap fixes most ailments, most day-to-day ailments. <sighs> taking a nap will fix it. Also water, water is good. If your kids are ever out of sorts, just involve water. So put them in the bathtub, give them some water to play with, give them a squirt gun, whatever. Water fixes a lot of things yep. too. That is so good. That is so good. Emily, thank you so much for just being you and um, for leading the way in so many ways. You're the best interviewer, by the way. You are Ah, so good at this. You're so, you're so so engaging and fun. And like, I just, I love what you do. Thank you. That means so much. Well, okay. We're going to have to have you back. I told you I have a secret surprise new project coming up that I haven't told anyone listening about, but I will soon. <laughs> um, but we're going to need to to pick your brain a little bit more. So yeah, I love that. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it on the books. Thank you, yeah. Emily. Of course. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have you here at Girls Night. Before you go, I would love it if you do two quick things. The first is to subscribe. Subscribing to the podcast is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It's also a way easier way to listen because it's a way of sort of bookmarking the podcast. You never have to go looking for it again. Your app will just automatically download the next episode once a new one's released. The other thing is that it would mean so much to me if you would take just a second to leave us a rating and a review for the podcast. The way that iTunes knows to suggest the podcast to new people is by the ratings and the reviews. That's how we invite new friends to our girls' nights. So would you do me a huge favor and take just a quick second to leave a rating and a quick comment about how you like the podcast so far? It would help us out so much. And thank you to all of you who've left those beautiful five-star reviews already. It means the world to me. All right, friends, that's all we have for today, but we'll be back next week with another episode of Girls' Night. It's such a good one. I'll see you then.